0: Baseball Italian Style brings together the memories of major leaguers of Italian heritage whose collective careers span nine decades, from the 1930s to the present. In these first-person accounts, baseball fans will meet the players they cheered as heroes or jeered as adversaries, as well as coaches, managers, front office executives, and umpires at an intimate level. Join author Lawrence Baldassaro and some of the pillars of our national pastime in these historic and never-before-heard interviews. Baseball Italian Style starts now. Joey Votto, April 24, 2017. Okay. Um, And talk about growing up in Canada and playing baseball. Did you get into it? Was that your first love? Um, No. Uh, Let's say my first love is baseball. I started playing baseball when I was about six or seven. And I joined the league when I was like eight or nine. And um, yeah, I took, to, I took to it, but you know, favorite sport ended up being basketball for most of my um, pre professional years. So, when did you start baseball? Uh, when I was six or seven. Oh, so, oh yeah. And then, and then, did you play like little league? Yeah. I played in the league when I was like eight or nine. I'm not sure what uh, what league, it was like a house league. High school? Some, yeah. High school is very modest in, in Toronto. Really? Yeah. yeah, we play like six or seven games, maybe as many as ten games in the season. The weather permitting Yeah. <laughs> so, how did it come about that you started playing professionally? And when did you start thinking about it as a possibility? Well, no, it was like 14, 15, 16. I felt like I had a legitimate chance. and but, So I I pursued it and uh, it ended up paying off. So in other words, you played so little, you said, before that point, even in high school, you played relatively little. I played um, also in a league, uh, locally, but in terms of uh, playing a lot of travel ball, I I didn't do that throughout my high school years. I did that for one year on a travel team, but, uh, but never. Ever like extensively? just yeah. I did we so, yeah. so, uh, so did scouts just, just start coming around looking at you when you were in high school or when uh, I was a in high school yeah. not until you were a senior yeah and it was very modest yeah like, uh, there wasn't many scouts for games so what position were you playing well, catcher catcher yeah catcher playing some left a little bit of third so when did you switch first? Or? Well, when I guess when uh, I, I started playing professional ball, they decided that I probably wasn't going to be good enough at the uh, catching or <laughs> third base position. So <laughs> well, the next next step. Well, it's more of a demotion than, than a step. So, yeah, a step backwards, I suppose. So it's mainly your hitting? that point you don't know you know you don't know if that's what they're seeing or whether or not they're just trying to make room for people that they deem more with more potential right yeah so so okay. it, it ended up working out well it took me a long time to learn the position and get better at uh, playing first so well, i mean you're, you know your record speaks for itself you're an mvp you've had great success but can you talk about any struggles you might have had along the way, or did you ever doubt that you would make it in the majors? I don't think I doubted that I would make it to the majors. I I, I don't know if there was a time where I ever had legitimate doubt. Um, I had times in the minor leagues where I was intensely frustrated, uh, where I was confused and not I didn't I wasn't able to understand why I wasn't playing as well as I should have. However, there was never, I don't remember a time where I thought, oh, I'm not going to make it. I was mostly just trying to, I was mostly just frustrated and trying to navigate the, the challenges I, I was being presented. Does that make sense? that mm-hmm. so, It's got to be hard to come out of Canada and with the relatively little experience you had and really think that, I can play big league baseball. I mean you don't have a lot of role models behind your effect. Right. Um, you know, again the 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 environment was relatively modest compared to you know, Latin American countries and the American baseball. Uh, and so were so were the people that you know, so were the people that um, that took care of, or excuse me, that led led the way. There's a few very good players, but for the most part, uh, in my neighborhood, certainly there wasn't a lot of examples of players that uh, ended up being really good major league players. So there's a few, but not 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 too many. They were on the other part of the the country. So the uh, save and the scout that signed you, did they? tell you what they saw in you? They made them think you could make it? I think just left-handed swing and uh, I could catch I could throw the ball. Wow. Uh, I, know, I can't. I, I don't know. It happened so quickly, right? You'd have to look up the scouting report. I think they have it online. <laughs> no, it's not. But yeah. So where did, where did Ted Williams come <laughs> into 99's? all this? Oh, I think when I was a younger player I'd always had a, a fascination with the greats and I tried to understand what made them separate, what made them different and what made me special and how they uh, honed their craft and, and so uh, you know I, I had a pretty, pretty intense interest in it and, um, I ended up um, you know, copying a lot of a lot of the characteristics I think that uh, I had read about in in all the documentary or documented books and So yeah did you read his book on hitting the art of hitting? yeah yeah I used to carry it around for for years um, and uh, even to this day you know there's a lot of value to it. Um, I have a good bit of it memorized, so you know, traveling with it is less less uh, less necessary. But um, yeah, no, I I remember a good bit of it. So, correct me if I'm wrong, but weren't you at times criticized for being too much like Ted, too selective, and not swinging at pitches just off the plate? Yeah, but that's. You know, having a conversation about people's opinions is not is not something I get terribly excited about. You know, I, I then it feels like I'd be chasing my tail. So, you know, there's going to be um, people that are for or against uh, just about everybody. There's examples of that all throughout sport and throughout you know the world. So, yeah, no, there's always going to be an opinion on 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 most players I think the higher you go up the more loud the you know the the up the, the, op, the opposition can be but I mean Ted's explanation was if I start swinging it pitches a little bit off the plate and I might start swinging it two inches off the plate in other words that was his whole thing get a good pitch to hit him yeah I don't think I don't I find I find that um, if you do it long enough and you train yourself long enough that it's, it's almost like, uh, I don't want to say impossible, cause um, it's not impossible, but it's, it's, it becomes a very uncomfortable, very out of the ordinary feeling of, of expand, expanding, uh, your, your strength. So, you know, it's a, it's an, it's a fish out of water sort of thing. And, um, I just couldn't imagine a, a guy like him, Behaving like that because it didn't fit within his style of play. It'd be like him hitting right handed. It didn't really make sense. You know, so. You play to your strengths. Uh, yeah, but like you create a habit over, over the years and decades that you play and, uh, eventually the ha- habit becomes, I think, ingrained and instinctual and, and you can't do anything about, uh, you can't do anything about it except for, uh, uh, so just, just be yourself. And what do you think was the most important lesson we <laughs> learned from reading his book or knowing about him? I like to hear when he failed. I like to hear when he struggled and why he struggled and how he overcame it. And I think that was probably the most inspiring. Thing for me because uh, he was clearly all time great. Maybe maybe in the conversation for best best player, best hitter of all time. However, he did he wasn't without his own struggles. I admired that a lot, and I learned from that. And I think uh, that gives just about anybody that struggles uh, hope. You know, greatest of all time. Can. He was a perfectionist. Sure, what he was. I mean, he was highly gifted, right? There's no doubt about that. Strength, power, quickness. He had to have had just about everything, but I think that, uh, yeah, he must have had pretty, pretty good practice habits, uh, d- developed by that natural, like perfectionist instinct or, you know, uh, personality. So, yeah. And he thought that nobody had ever worked harder since he lost. That's that's kind of a subjective sort of thing, but I think he would have been great no matter what. I can't. I certainly can't speak for him. So, so, lots of guys work hard. Yeah, that's yeah. true. No they're not all Ted Williams right? No, they're not all. So the common variable is he's Ted. You know. So uh, he would talk about which pitchers were the hardest for him. Yeah. Anything, certain yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I'm not going to, I don't want to elaborate too much on it, but, but, um, um, you know, there's a, I, I can almost guarantee, I, I, reading his book, he had described facing some of the greats, the fellers, the, you know, the, the the all-time great pitchers, and he said he had some success. And that makes sense to me because oftentimes the pitchers with the reputation for being the all-time greats, you, everybody thinks that they would fall in line with, you know, the, 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 a great hitter would still fall in line with the general population, not be able to, not be able to get his. And, but that's not entirely how I find it works. It's it's about matchups, and sometimes there's some guys that are a little less uh, a, a little less a little less known, and they've got a very quirky style. And oftentimes, I find those guys to be a bit more challenging than you know, say, the elite pitchers in the game. So. You think hitters uh, tend to raise their own game a little bit when you know you're facing? I think there's a there's a wide spectrum on that one. You know, I think that um, sometimes, and I think that sometimes they're shrinking. You know, I think there can be some shrinking sometimes. So it all depends on, it depends. I I don't know. I'd like to think all hitters raise their level. Yeah, speaking from a hitter's perspective, I'd like to see that. For you, uh, what's the best thing about being a major league ball player? I really, um, I enjoy the challenge. I think that that's the biggest appeal you know. I, I love, that at the challenge, it always changes. It always asks uh, the most out of you each day. And um, because the game is played at such a high level, I find that if you don't uh, give it your all and you don't uh, focus on the details, you can go from... Um, you know, the top tier to the bottom tier very quickly, and and because it's such a fine line between uh, all the different uh, groups of players uh, and teams, that effort and discipline and consistency and, and again the details end up being uh, end up being cumulative, you know, and end up you, you end up they end up coming up here, I think pretty quickly. I mean, it's a cliche, but the season is so long. that yeah. To maintain that ability that dedication yeah. and excellence for, guarding sixty-two games year after year. yes yeah. Tough. Yeah. I mean, I I think so. Hey, Dino. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 certainly it's not without its challenges. I mean, any any you take a cross-section of anybody over six months and they're going to have their good bad days no matter what job they have right but you know it's, it's it's definitely it's definitely challenging in some ways um every year is different uh but i think ultimately it's always always challenging it's always always going to push if you if you accept it always going to push you to your limit you surprised when you first came up or your perceived limit excuse me sorry Surprised when you first came up to the big leagues, how different and better it was. I thought it was easier, I thought it was much easier than I anticipated. Uh, But I also played really, like, a lot of the last two years, maybe three years of my minor league career, I played pretty angry. Like, I was not happy I was still in the minor leagues. I thought I was ready somewhere around 21 or 22. Uh, So I wasn't happy about that. Fortunately, I got to refine some of my my defensive, certainly my offensive and my base running skills. Um, but, But... You know, I wasn't happy. So when I came up, I I played angry and I played with a chip on my shoulder and I played to prove that I should have been here a long time ago. So, um, yeah, so, so I, I found it, I didn't find it difficult at all. I mean, I had success immediately and, um, I think that was a byproduct of being ready in the, ready in the minor leagues. Interesting. So the flip side, what's the hardest thing? Well, being a major... Well, right. So, okay, so, you, you know, it, it may not be terribly... I did, may not have found it difficult, but that doesn't mean I'm getting the most out of myself, right? So, you know, like, a player could play at a certain level, can manage this level, but that doesn't necessarily mean they're getting the most out of themselves. You know, so... It's a it's a little bit uh, it's a little bit different. we yeah. what about the travel and things like this? that's challenging. Yeah, yeah, day after day, really. Yeah, yeah, that can be that can be a challenge for sure. Yeah. So, what is what has baseball meant to you so far in your life? Um, it's 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 always it's so far to this point in my life, it's always felt natural meaning um i feel like i'm doing what i i feel like i'm being challenged and um i'm doing something that i would like to do so just that in and of itself is plenty um i I, i've enjoyed meeting people and traveling and 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 learning new things and learning about myself and uh you know experiencing growth in different ways but um that's you know, ultimately, I feel like it's. I'm grateful to be able to do this for a living. So the physical abilities, I mean, have to be pretty high for everybody. Yeah, yeah. So you're going to, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, but you don't get here unless you have money. Then, so what separates the best friendly, Good. You know, a lot of people argue it's mental, but I'm more of the mindset that it's probably physical. You know, I think there is a mental component to it. I mean, certainly there's a mental component to it, but, you know, these, the best players in the game are typically the best most, best athletes. You know, you look at how at the younger players right now, and I'm not sure many people could debate that Mike Trout's not one of the best athletes, and Bryce Harper's not one of the best. The guys with one of you know with the most athletic swings, and Giancarlo Stanton's not a great athlete, and you know you know I'm trying I'm naming really good Manny I mean these are all very good athletes. So that's 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 a variable certainly. Um, yeah, yeah, I think that that's that's an important component, But eventually, as you get older, I think discipline, and consistency, and again knowing yourself and and giving the most of yourself, and not being satisfied. So, you know, Yogi Berra said that <clears throat> baseball is 90% mental, the other half is physical. Yeah, I've heard that, yeah. That sounds exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. Is a, I mean, you've been in the game quite a few years now. You're still young. Has it changed in the time you've been up there? Yeah, lots. It's changed quite a bit. Oh. Um, faster, you know. I think, it seems to me like the... Players are faster. The outfielders are faster. The infielders are better, Uh, smarter. Uh, Things are done more efficiently. Uh, Defenses are aligned more efficiently. Um, Scouting reports are more efficient. Um, It's not just a conversation. It's backed up with data. And then um, younger. It's a younger league. When you say smarter, what do you mean? So again, if you're doing all the job just just in in conjunction with the data, just being able to make sense of <laughs> sure. make sense of uh, people's trends and turn that into uh, turn that into uh, uh, scouting reports and being able to counter, you know, your competition. Do you use a lot of uh, videos? of... Yes. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. Yeah. You find a sweet spot. I think most players find a sweet spot for what's got, what's helpful and what isn't helpful. to get rid of? Do more of that than you used to, or probably less. Probably less or the same. You know, uh, I've got other. You know, there's there's yeah, there's there's certainly a lot of help. Uh, there's more charts and there's more data and yeah, I don't think I do any more than anybody else. Yeah. There's more I want to ask you, but I don't keep yeah, Okay. Um. Joey Vado, April 25th, 2017. Yeah. You mentioned yesterday that when you were in the minors, you were kind of frustrated. You thought you should be here. As you were coming through, were there any mentors that helped you get through that whole situation of developing the minors and getting ready to be here? Yeah, sure. Um, um, Leon Roberts, who uh, was our hitting coordinator, who now works for the Kansas City Royals, and Freddie Benavides, who's now the first base coach for us and was formerly the minor league director as well as the uh, infield instructor. Um, Both of them were very supportive, very helpful, but also stayed on me throughout my minor league career. Sort of in sort of a psychological sense, or actual batting. Yeah, uh, mostly instruction because there was always something I could improve on. I mean, I work with Freddie daily on, and it's you know it's it's been 16 years we've been working together, so there's always something to learn and improve on. Yeah, really, because you're such a student. I mean, it's not everybody's like. That. I, I'm not sure, I just know that uh, I have to be better, so, uh, yeah. So even today, after we should accomplish, you have to be better. Yeah, oh, Yeah. You're a mirror image of Ted. I mean, oh, no, I mean, really, I mean, there have been very few students of the game like him, as you know from his book. First, I want to ask you a difficult question. I mean, you are a student of the game, you're pretty focused and intense. And enjoy playing the game. It's difficult during the season to really let go and have a good time. Um, it's more of a satisfaction thing. I, I think that I feel satisfied when, when I do a good job, when I put in maximum effort, when I'm focused, when I... When I find my sweet spot in terms of uh, the routine of the job, so I do feel good about that. But in terms of just pure joy on the field, I don't often feel that. No. I asked that because I know a number. Carl Yastrzemski, when he retired, said he looked back and he sort of wished he. And Joe Torre told me the same right. thing. Yeah, but that's not entirely fair to the for them to say that about themselves because. There's like a I feel like there's a, a balancing act between having a good time and, and and doing your job to the utmost. And the reason why I look up to a guy like Ted Williams and why I you know admire and I'm challenged by a guy like Carl Youstromski is because they got the most out of themselves and I feel like it's an obligation in a way to the following generations to push the, push the boundaries, to make the game better, to to then we get then I feel like the game evolves the the pro you know not the product but the sport gets better and that's better for the fans that's better for the players. This is a better version of the sport than it was when I first entered the league 11 years ago, and uh, that's I don't see that. <clears throat> Excuse me, I don't envision that stopping. So I need to do the same, you know. I need to adjust and evolve as a player. So your enjoyment comes from that kind of success of uh, living up to your expectations. Mostly, right. yeah, mostly that. And, like expectations change on a consistent basis. So w- in one year uh, expectations are uh, are matched in the, negative, the preceding year. Um, there's a new set. You know, things change. Do you set specific goals for yourself in a given year? Uh, yeah. Uh, but they're mostly related around effort and playing. I, I uh, You know, a big goal of mine, and it's very, very difficult to accomplish, but the players I admire the most are the ones that and to achieve it. It's playing every day, playing... Uh, on a consistent basis, through all the rigors of of a, of a six month season, so that's something that stands out to me that I set as a goal for the season. And then if I, you know, if I'm intense and consistent with my intensity in my work, then that's where the satisfaction comes in. Do you think, uh, speaking of intensity over a whole season, do think anybody will hit four hundred again? Yeah. Sure. At some point, yeah, yeah, I, I do think so. I think that uh, it'd be awfully short-sighted of me to think that something that's been done in the past will never happen again. I mean, no one would have thought that some, you know, a player would would hit over sixty-one home runs, and someone hit seventy-three. Um, so, yeah, I think that there's certainly a possibility that uh, that a player can hit four hundred. Hmm. Yeah. it's been a long time. Yeah, well I have to go out and do it then. <laughs> now you've been in the game eleven years now and the numbers you've put up aren't comparable to some of the all time greats. Mm-hmm. My impression is that you've been undervalued. What do you say to that? Um well I, I will say that um, whether too low or too high, um, a dangerous thing is to buy into buy into your own hype. You know, whether good or bad, whether people are saying you're not worth something or you're you're better than you know you're you're the next great thing. So um, I just try. I really try to disconnect from commentary disconnect from perception and focus on the essentials of, of, my job. And I find that that has a tendency to yield the best results. So if you satisfy yourself, that's enough. Yeah. Cause I've got this, uh, the tough part is, you know, I want to satisfy myself, but I also have to, you know, the dogs run better with a the rabbit, They're, you know, that uh, you know, when they chase the rabbit, right? So, you know, I always look at, you know, Mickey Mantle. I always look at his page. I always look at, uh, Ted's not a good guy to look at, but I look at Mickey. I look at um, William Hayes. I look at Hank Aaron. I look at their careers. and I look at their game logs. And same usual, I pay attention to guys that I have great admiration and, and I feel are the are reaching. I would have to be reaching to get to their markers. And uh, I use those guys as my rabbits, so, yeah. Pretty fast rabbits. Oh, yeah. Keeping up pretty well. Uh, Well, it's good to be challenged, I think, outside of your own set of side of your own standards, I The problem was, so when you step up to the plate, are you a hitter who's looking for a certain pitch? notice just to whatever that is trying to do. D- d- every situation's different, and I think that's uh, part of the responsibility as a hitter. Uh, you know, if, um, if, if a pitcher... You know, has a particular style that uh, leads to you know more swings and misses, or less swings and misses, more fly balls, more ground balls, and right. You know, if he's going to just keep throwing breaking balls to you, you, always have to adjust and be willing to change your game. And I think that's the most important part, most important thing a hitter can develop: the ability to to have a different club for every single lie. A different swing for every single situation, every single pitch style. You know, and and I think that's when you that's when you know you've got you can you can you can handle uh just about everybody in the game. So I mean adjusting your swing depending on type of pitch. An example is before Ted Williams passed away, then asked him about Randy Johnson. And he said, he said, what would you do with Randy Johnson? And he I, the story goes, he closed his eyes. He said, I've already thought about it. and a base, hit up the middle. And to me, that tells me, that tells me that, he he can envision facing him. He can see what the ball looks like coming in. He knows he has a limited set of options facing a guy like Randy Johnson. He knows that he doesn't want to get burnt on a slider and he knows he doesn't, you know, he's got to be aware of the ball at his face or whatever. You know, he, anyways. But she's saying, saying to me, this is the swing I have to take. That's That's what a good swing against him looks like. And to me, that tells me that a guy who is who is known as a pull hitter, known as a power hitting, a fly ball line drive hitting pull hitter, is saying to me, I've got to use different swing. And it's the same thing, I think, that players in the league, and I'll speak for myself, I've tried to develop, to have options against every single guy. You have to have, to me, you have to have an option, no matter if he's a lower tier pitcher, or Clayton Kershaw. You have to have an answer for everybody. yourself so that suggests that i mean you obviously uh, study pictures so <laughs> that that suggests that somebody I haven't seen before is going to be a little more difficult perhaps cause not necessarily know. a lot of the video stuff can really help uh-huh. as some That's of that certainly. can be uh some of that can be i can i can watch a video and more or less Predict what what it's going to look like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just similar to what what Ted said. Yeah. Right now, and do I have a two-strike swing? I mean, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a big priority for me. Yeah. Um, you know, I I just, uh, put the ball in play with two strikes, and being keep being a really competent two-strike hitter is probably the biggest priority for me over the last few years of my career. Yeah. The last the last couple of years that I've played, yeah. Now, you're kind of a rarity these days. You've been with one club since you were drafted. Is that important to you? To certainly want to stick with the. Yes, it's an. Yeah, very much so. You, know, you see, uh, you see all kinds of teams. No, please sit. I'm just you know, change your pants. Um, you see all kinds of teams. Uh, you know, go through rough spells, and. Um, You know, go through rest balls and have hot stretches, and no matter the market, nobody's mute to it. So to me, uh, I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to having winning, consistent winning baseball here, and being able to do it in 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 this uniform. And uh, to me. You know, I'm I'm starting to find myself cheer for laundry too. You know the old saying, "Cheer, yes, you know, yes, cheer for the yes, player, yes. cheer for the laundry." I feel very, very much like that. And, you know, uh, yeah. you know also, I'm a Reds fan. You know, I'm starting to think about uh, 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 this, the teams I shoot, cheer for in professional sports, and I don't think I have one anymore except for the Reds. You know, so do you uh, spend the off season in the Ohio or Cincinnati? Some, some, some time have a home there. And, uh, you know, it requires upkeep, and it's a good place to get away. And, but, you know, ultimately, being in the city, I get recognized, so mm-hmm. it's nice to get away from all sort of attention. I assume you still have family in Canada, Toronto? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, my mom and my brothers. Yeah, I get to see them. Just to go back briefly, the first question I asked you yesterday, you really have the no most sense of when your relatives first came from Italy or where they were from. I wanna say it's at least at least two generations. I know it's I I know that it's not my grandparents. So before them. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It goes back a ways. Yeah it does. It does. But I definitely know I've got Italian. <laughs> I can tell you that.